It's bonus pod 205. You're in your kitchen at home. Oh, it's nervous. You're nervous today. It's finally come. Come dine with me. You're only on Bloody Come Dine With Me, your favorite TV show. Jewel in the crown of Channel 4's schedule. You've been thinking about what, 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 what to make uh, the guests are turning up. You, you've not met them yet. You're, you're, you're the first of the episode. Um, you, you've been sort of taught, you know, really thinking about hard about your menu, what you're going to make for them. But you finally decided. You, you, you're pushing the bar out a little bit, but you think it's going to pay off. And the, the producer goes, behind the camera producer goes, so Podbud, what, um, <laughs> what are you making there? You're pouring a arborio rice into a pan. <laughs> your, your, your onions are chopped chunkily at best. <laughs> um, I'm making an aubergine risotto, you say. An aubergine risotto, producer goes, wow, it's adventurous. Oh, no, you think, adventurous. Is that good? Is that bad? You think you overhear the sound guy go, slimy. <laughs> and you look up at him, but he's like, he acts like he didn't say anything. <laughs> you're, starting to f you're starting to feel a little bit doubt. A little doubt about, about your menu, but you go, well, no, no, look, in, yeah, I, it's too late now. I've made my decision. As, if I don't, if I, as long as I cook these aubergines right, they're not going to be too slimy. It's a bit out there, but it's never been done before. People will remember this dish. And you continue cooking, pouring in the stock. And <clears throat> what, what are you going to have for dessert, the director says. What are you going to have for dessert? And you go, well, I was thinking, uh, you know, I, I, so, so I, I, um, I, I grew up, I grew up in, in the countryside, and I always went around picking berries, um, with the family, but I've, I've also, I also really loved uh, uh, um, Horlicks as a kid, you know? So <laughs> I thought I'd marry those two together. I'm making a sort of Horlicks um, compote <laughs> with, um, but adorned, adorned with uh, wild, wild berries. And there's a sort of pregnant pause as the crew films and records and directs, and you don't know how this has gone. And you hear a little, you hear a little sound. You swear, you swear. The cameraman just went saccharin. Like that. <laughs> sounds a bit sickly. <laughs> and they go, and what about your entertainment? What are you about your entertainment tonight? And you go, oh, I, I just bought a twister mat. And ding dong. <laughs> oh no. And you go, what? Were well, they here already? And the director goes, oh, shrugs like that, a knowing shrug. Mm. <laughs> Maybe they have. Ding dong! And you go, oh God, you, you rub your hands on your apron. You try and finish off the risotto. Oh, <laughs> the, the aubergine is starting to look slimy. <laughs> and you go, you, you fix your hair and you waddle over to your front door and you, <coughs> you smell your breath. And you open the door. Why, hello, thank you for. And there's no one there. Peculiar. Ding dong! What? How are you? You look over at your, your doorbell on the outside and it's gone, ripped out of the wall. <laughs> There's two wires poking out. And you go, what the ding dong? <laughs> it's definitely coming from inside the house. You turn back inside, you close the front door. 
Ding dong, you follow the sound. Ding dong, this thing is taking you to a sort of under the stairs. Ding dong, well that's the toilet, that's the bathroom. <laughs> Ding dong, the sound's coming out of the, through, out of the downstairs toilet. Ding dong, and you, your hands are trembling, you know, they're shaking. <laughs> <laughs> and you're, and, and the, the, ca the crew have huddled around you and the director's like, you, you got this, you got this, you got this. He's <laughs> saying to the cameraman, you, you got this, right? He's like, yeah, I got it. And ding dong. And you, t you turn the handle and you open the door. And it's Phil and Pierre. <laughs> in your downstairs toilet. And Phil is pressing Pierre's nose. Ding dong. <laughs> ding dong. And Pierre looks to you and says, yummy, yummy, dinner time. <laughs> We've come to dine with you. <laughs> Welcome to Bonus Paul. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have three things to say. <laughs> One is how funny it was. <laughs> because some of you have been brought. And some of you may not be patrons. And you may not know that that is how we start the bonus parts. <laughs> and f beforehand, Phil was like, should I explain <laughs> that we start the bonus part with a, a mad like intro to the VIP area based on something that came up in the main part? I said, no, no, we won't. We'll just go straight in. Um, and we couldn't do El Salvador in Mega Prison because we'd done that we've one. We've already done that, obviously. <laughs> obviously, we've done that one. <laughs> the other two things I like were... I like the fact that the person is called Podbud because it reminds me of the generic name from the old Pokemon Game Boy games. Mm. Where like you're talking to a character and it's like, oh, thank God you're here, player one. Yeah. And you go, ah, that's what that, that menu was. I should have put my fucking name in. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I really like slimy. I really <laughs> like <laughs> Devastating one word critique of a... I just, I just love Slimy. the idea of sort of like a subtly bitchy film crew. Yeah. Who, who they've seen a lot. They've seen a lot yeah. of episodes of Come Dine With Me. Yeah. They have opinions at this point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They know what's going to work and what's not going to work. Do you think people who film on cooking shows gradually through osmosis absorb really good cooking techniques just because they have to constantly observe and hear about them over and over again? Well, I guess again. it depends on the cooking show. If it's Come Dine With Me, probably not. No. <laughs> They just get ruder and ruder. <laughs> they get really good at being cutting. Yeah. Slimy. That's good. Whereas, like, yeah, maybe on MasterChef or something, I pick up a few things. Um, yeah, I don't know, really. Yeah. yeah. I wonder if some, like, camera, cameramen just become extremely skilled at the things. Like, David Attenborough's camera, cameramen, just really good at sort of galloping across <laughs> tundra. <laughs> And sort of pick, eating, eating out of hard nuts. And yeah, foraging. Yeah, and chasing snakes. And, or escaping snakes, I guess. That's a fa famous one. Ca they're really good at capturing moments where animals turn their heads a little bit like this. Yeah. <laughs> Takes years to nail that. <laughs> um, I like that. Would you ever do Come Dine With Me? You're quite a cook. I like to cook. No, because I'm, like, I'm that level of cook where I don't want to find out I'm actually not that good. Yeah. You know, I'm good enough that I have illusions. Yeah. But not good enough to know that uh, that illusion could come crashing down at any point. Yeah. And I don't really want to put myself to that. Also, the thing about come down with me, the real challenge is the entertainment bit. Yeah. Because it's fucking psychotic. It's no yeah. no dinner party in the world. 
has ever that. gone that no. way. No. It is weird. It's like they've gone, well, like a normal dinner party. Appetizer, main, dessert, there'll be a cocktail of some kind, and then knife throwing. <laughs> and then there'll be the part where the host stands up and sings the names of his ancestors and their deeds. Yeah. Because everyone always has a problem with, <laughs> with entertainment. Yeah, they go, I hated that bit where it was no longer a dinner party. Yeah, go, we've had yeah, to improvise. We had to improvise beat poetry out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I hated that bit at the end where it was shit. <laughs> yeah, you were supposed to hate that. Yeah. Yeah. I, here's here's a. It's it's not a hot take, but it's a medium take. Oh, this is the other thing on the bonus pod. We <laughs> we can get spicy. <laughs> we indulge in spicier takes than we do on the normal podcast because yeah. um, we feel Very, safer. Yeah, for the same reason that HBO can show all those floppy dicks and stuff. <laughs> If you're paying a subscription to watch something, it's a lot harder to complain justifiably. <laughs> We'd be like, well, I didn't know when I was subscribing to the floppy dick tit drama channel that I'd see some floppy dicks and tits. <laughs> Whereas if it's on the BBC, then uh, <laughs> you can say it's a disgrace, actually. You won't see that. You won't see that on the BBC. You won't see that on the BBC. Oh, speaking of... Well, I'll just say my medium take before your actual Oh, okay, take. you take your medium, medium take. My medium take is, initially, has anyone here watched the Stanley Tucci show where he just sort of wanders around Italy tasting things? <laughs> yes. Old sexy, bald food guy. <laughs> All the sexiest food guys are bald. Anyway. Hmm. Is that true? <laughs> yeah. Anthony Bourdain? He yeah. wasn't bald? Wasn't he? No. Oh. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's not the take. <laughs> The take is that initially you watch, you go, Stanley Tucci's job is to drive around Italy just tasting delicious things. So you go, oh, that's a fucking dream job. It's an easy, you know, lucky him. Yeah. I disagree. I think it's oh. really difficult. Because Wait. Okay, you go. This go is on. my spicy take. Because everyone he meets has put their life into their fucking risotto <laughs> or their custard tart or this one little weird vegetable that they fricasseed in some way. And it's like their whole life has been put into this and they're famous for it and that's why Stanley Tucci's there with a full crew and it's from uh, the BBC, big famous. They've told their whole family I'm going to be on Stanley that's Tucci. That's what they call it in Italy. At the BBC. At, at, the, BBC, at, the, yeah. at the BBC. Yeah. In Italy. Um, Which means <laughs> BBS. Hmm? B BBS. The BBS. <laughs> Come on, guys. I've been up here for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> You're having water. I'm having Diet Coke. That's why. Um, anyway, so... There's pressure on Stanley Tucci to say the right stuff as he tastes this mouthful of whatever, which for all we know could be fucking awful. Mm. Like, tasting it and like, oh, and it's because there's local piss in it. That's wonderful. <laughs> and he has to go, oh, oh my God. Well, I can see why that's so special. I mean, wow. <laughs> and I watch loads of it and every time he's like, wow. <laughs> and he's doing all these like Italian gestures to the dish like, <laughs> like I'm glad we flew out here. This boiled rice is much better than the rice I've had at all the other fabulous restaurants <laughs> I've been to. It's a lot of pressure on his face acting. Yeah. How much do you eat? Yeah, it it's is a lot. Definitely cold after the ninth take of you sipping and going. <laughs> and how do you? Does the <clears throat> chef still think you're sincere? Right. Do they go? Hang on, Stanley. That was the same <laughs> yum yum face you pulled on take four. Yeah. On I'm all the up other episodes I've seen. On the other episodes, you you slut. <laughs> yeah. You were rubbing your stomach when you were going around <laughs> Granada in Spain. 
That was the same face you pulled the, with the prosciutto or whatever. Yeah, exactly. I it's it a tough. lot of pressure on Tucci. I mean, I guess you could say sort of Tucci's um, sort of um, thing he's got going there is a bit of a gilded cage, really, because... Um, <laughs> hold on, Sorry. hang on. <laughs> Hang on, sorry. Could we stop the recording for a sec? Don't stop the recording. So, hey, wait, wait. Say that because the people started cheering and I didn't quite hear what you said. It was a, it's, it's a what? It's a, gil it's a gilded cage. Gil gilded? Yeah, cage. G-I-L. G-I-L-D-E-D. -E Gilded. G so, like, gilded. gold. Golden. Like, yeah. Oh. Or at least of lace with gold. So, wait, like, when you... When you so, like, a gold-plated cage. No, like, made of gold. Like, like made as, of gold. As, as valuable but that, but that and that would precious. be good, wouldn't it? Well, this is the thing. <laughs> I'm glad you brought that up because... <laughs> yeah. Yes, it is good, but still, it's a cage and you are in, in, in it. I'm so in you're, it. You're trapped, which is not good. Even though I own it and it's made of gold and therefore valuable. Well, it is sort of valuable in sort of the... In the inherent sense, it is in, in the absolute sense mm -hmm. of value, of monetary value specifically, mm -hmm. it is valuable mm -hmm. because it's gold, it's solid gold, uh -huh. which has a high value, high price famously for a long time, it's always yes. been very valuable. But, so what use is that value if you are trapped? <laughs> Did you, um, if you're trapped I, in the cage. If you're trapped in the cage, uh -huh. so that's bad. So it's kind of like, it's sort of like yeah. it's bad, but it's also good. But in a, in a way, in the good is I'm in a way that it almost doesn't I'm, matter. I'm trapped inside a good thing. Yeah, I still think you're giving yeah, too much on the good. It's, still, it's mostly bad, I think. It is mostly, to be trapped. Mostly oh, bad okay. to be trapped. Right. So, so in this situation, okay. Stanley Tucci, he, the gold is the, all the lovely food and pretty places ah. he gets to go to, but... The he cage. He also has to go to them. He has to go to them. The cage is he has to go okay. to them. Okay. And he he I has see. to pretend each experience is unique. Okay. And, okay. And, and okay. Really I nice. think I'm getting it. I'm gonna get have to. It's tough. Right. It's tough. I had to do a course. <laughs> <laughs> a real a real apology there for people who had to be brought for that. Fuck it up. Bloody hell. I cannot tell you how hard I laughed when I don't know if you saw on social media we got a message from a lady saying what is happening <laughs> who was, was you it? no way was it you did you leave the comment saying I thought I was losing my fucking mind <laughs> <laughs> she's here I cried laughing for over an hour on my own in the in the in my flat just at, at, at how much I could feel for you just listening going what I what is this I think, uh, did you not say, I swear you've explained before yeah. what a gilded cage yeah. is. You, got one of, you guys didn't get this before and you've already covered it. And <laughs> you're like checking to see if your podcast app had downloaded the right one. Uh. <laughs> well, just the, the thing you dream of, really. <laughs> that was, you, that your comment was Stanley Tucci's yum yum face and I was a risotto chef from some fucking... That was the reaction I dreamt of when I when I when it I was, made it. Anyway, it was very yeah, very satisfying. Very satisfying. Um, Before your spicy take, shall we do? Oh yeah. 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 I'm I'm gonna do um a um a, a favorite of yeah of, of mine and hopefully of you. I like to stand. Yeah. <laughs> Feels more formal than I am. More very respectful. Formal. 
Um, please hit the music. <laughs> Exclusivity. Does anything make you feel as good and important as exclusivity? That light tickle in your belly that says, sure, we're all equal in the eyes of the Lord, but I'm just that little bit better. We believe that special people deserve special opportunities, which is why Lucky Kentucky is proud to offer exclusively to Bud Pod Patreon subscribers our new limited edition whiskey, Jebediah 7. <laughs> Named after our founder, Jebediah Menelaus, and the seven laborers who died building his first distillery. Jebediah 7 is aged in oak barrels made from the very same oak Jebediah refused to allow to be used for his laborers' coffins. <laughs> the wood imbues the whiskey with the unmistakable notes of vanilla, hazelnut, and the blood of the families that dared to defy him. In their quest to bury their careless, clumsy laborer husbands. <laughs> Jebediah 7 is aged for a total of 20 years, the same amount of time the lawsuits languished <laughs> before being thrown out by the Kentucky judicial system in which Jebediah had many good friends. <laughs> good friends in high places. And who better to share a glass of lucky Kentucky Jebediah 7 with good friends. High places optional. Jebediah 7. A taste of history. A taste of Kentucky. A taste for those of us who are just that little bit better. I, I said backstage before we came out here, I, said, I think this one might be too dark. <laughs> I said, do you want to tell me? And he went, no. <laughs> that was good. That was good for but the patron as well. It's a little spice here. There's whiskey with oh, a bit of spice right, exactly. in it. Oh, that's exactly. A little good. spice, a little of spice. I like um, the, the use of the word clumsy. <laughs> 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 Those, and who dared to defy him. It's very funny. There is something so frightening about about the um, about the um, what's it uh, what's the fucking whiskey that this is based on? Jack Daniels. Jack Daniels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. there's something <laughs> there's something kind of sinister about his legend. I think. It is a sinister. Yeah, this was the whole sketch is inspired by those massive fucking tube ads where it's like eleven paragraphs and like the history of Jack Daniels loved acorns or whatever, and you go. <laughs> You're right, and and the, the Jack Daniels was alive in eighteen, <laughs> yeah, eighteen, and you're sort of going for your sake. I hope post eighteen seventy, <laughs> but it wasn't post eighteen seventy. <laughs> yeah, and they really yeah, try and emphasize the latest ones are not as good as the long semi-historical paragraphs. Now it's just like a picture of a lady with an 
indefinable drink kind of slightly blurred in front of a keyboard in a club and it's like Jack Daniels drink future good and you go right <laughs> oh there's a there's a new one I saw I don't know if it's tweeted at us or saw it elsewhere but the Lemsip ad on the tubes oh yeah it says um, however you cold <laughs> use Lemsip however you cold however you cold it's not a thing I I'm gonna have a cold this weekend actually I'm colding this week. I can't come. I'm colding right now. Ugh. It sounds like you're shedding something. I'm colding. I'm colding. How do you cold? Well, I like snot. So I tend to... <laughs> There's only so many ways you can cold. And then none of them are choices. Or charming. None no. of them are like something you're on an eye cold like this. I like the one where the mucus comes out of the holes in my face. But my boyfriend likes to shit. <laughs> but we can always make it work. That's just how we cold. That's how we cold. That's just how we cold. That's how we cold. Absolutely uh, disgusting. Horrible. I'd rather never have medicine again than talk like that. <laughs> I'd rather, like, people employed by Lemsip walked around the tube, snotted in their hand, wiped on my face, and went, buy Lemsip. Yeah. <laughs> I prefer yeah. that. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I'm not even exaggerating, I agree. Tell <laughs> um, me your spicy take. Oh, my spicy, my spicy take is yeah. about uh, the, the week's controversy, which is Gary Lineker yeah. and, um, and the BBC. So, oh yeah, remember? Uh, it remember? happened. <laughs> it happened. It happened. Try. The crazy thing is that it happened and finished between... Bud pods. Between, between bud pods. Because it feels like it's been a scandal for 11 months. Yeah. It's like it was three days or something. It's crazy. Yeah. But trust the BBC to use those three days in the most efficient manner to do the dumbest thing at every single point yeah. of the journey. So, the, so, the BBC is like Mr. Bean. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't matter what the situation is. It's not going to work. It's not going to go well. It's like, no, he's going to find a way to, to slip in that. Yeah. And he will. And um, he did. I have two, sort of two kind of spicy-ish takes on this. Okay. Um, so just to get every, I mean everyone knows the story but Gary Lineker t tweeted about Suella Braverman and the um, small boats policy saying um, this is awful and then someone replied to him and then Gary Lineker replied to that guy saying this uses language not dissimilar to language used in 1930s Germany yeah. right? and so that's the one that he got really in a lot of trouble for and then the BBC they blah 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 and then they, they said actually it's fine and they went actually it's not fine <laughs> yeah. You're fired. And he went, okay, fine. And then everyone else went, I'm Gary Lineker. And. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then they had no football programming for like the, like the weekend, which yeah. is when football happens, I've heard. Yeah. And now they've also, and so now they've had to back down and they've ensured for themselves the worst of all worlds, as they always do. Yeah. Uh, now, I, I, so I have to, you know, now it has to be said the BBC is a very big corporation. A lot of, you know, most of it is fantastic. It's the man, you know, it's just badly managed. It's, and my. It's whoever's in charge of the crises. Yes. <laughs> Everyone else works quite well. This is my first spicy take is that the great crisis over the last six years in the UK has been a crisis of lack of managerial talent. <laughs> and it all stems from Brexit. Because Brexit was um, uh, unserious, inherently unserious and incompetent, and yeah. it it uh, it legitimised a generation of unserious, incompetent uh, managers and government. You know, right? So, so and it all, it a all hole in reality. It all trickles down because the government chooses the director general, right? Yes. Of the yeah. BBC, um, and the chair 
of the board is, you know, he was a part Tory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They filled it with Tories. And yeah. so that incompetence has trickled down from uh, from Brexit. And the Tories are right about trickle down, but it doesn't happen with money. It happens with incompetence. <laughs> and <clears throat> and he so didn't want to go on question time. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, this is good stuff. The people of Aberystwyth would clap this, wouldn't they? But my, on my other side, the, my, my, my countering spicy take okay. is that the great crime of, well, one of the, one of the shames of how B, the BBC mishandled this was I became about what BBC staff and BBC journalists and BBC presenters are, should and shouldn't say when what they could have just said, this is fine, this is simple, yeah. you're not a journalist, you can say this. And we missed the opportunity to have the interesting conversation, which was that it is undeniably crass to invoke the Nazis at every single possible opportunity, which is what yeah. Gary Lineker did and which I think he shouldn't have done. And I think that's a more interesting, nuanced conversation about how liberal people make their points without being crass. Yes, And we would miss the opportunity to have that conversation because the BBC was so stupid where I have this meta, bigger conversation yeah. with, the, with the more obvious answer that we had to spend three days coming back to. It would be funny, though, if people started, instead of just going Nazi straight away, they, they went for some of the niche far-right regimes. I honestly think that, yeah. Bring up Idi Amin or something. Pinochet, a bit of Pinochet. He ne they, Pinochet never gets a look in. Franco? It's a Pinochet. It's a Pinochet. It's a Pinochet. <laughs> Frankly, Franco should come up more. <laughs> Phil does have puns, but they're all the names of uh, far-right dictators from... <laughs> <laughs> I like to stir the pole pot. What, what is that? Nice, okay, we're in way good. territory now. We're in way territory. It would have been rude. Yeah, we must never be in way territory. <laughs> it would have been very funny. I would have been. I cannot tell you how quickly my monocle would have popped out my eye <laughs> if I'd seen Gary Lineker start referencing like Idi Amin and stuff on Twitter. I'd be like, Gary! <laughs> okay. Gary! Gary! Not what? just a ball boy. That's. That's what I call ex-footballers. You, you, you react to that the same way most people react to like someone's glow up. Yeah. Like, oh. You, you, you. Oh. Stop snapping my fingers. <laughs> Come through, Gary, with yeah. Idi Amin references. Come through. Someone's been reading. <laughs> <laughs> We're centrists. We haven't watched the football or Drag Race. We don't like anything popular. <laughs> That's our position. We only know enough to reference it in relation to more niche things that we do want to talk about. That we about. do want to talk about, like yeah. Pinochet. That's... Um, that's good. That's, that's too my good. Spiciness. I, what I like is that your two medium spicy takes are fighting, like you've mixed a, a sort of a booner and a madras. Yeah, I'm such a... I'm s <laughs> They're sort of in conflict, but they, they right. create an overall spice. Isn't it like a madras versus a dal or something, and they sort of cancel each other out? No, because they're both spicy. Oh, oh, both medium spicy. You're right, you're right. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Yes. Sorry. <laughs> you, um, will, you will. If, you'd, if you'd confused curry spice levels like that on question time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Shoes and glass. And <gasps> but, uh, yeah. Yeah, but this is, this, is good. this is my position. It's like, but what about the more nuanced conversation we could have had? That's, yeah, always, yeah, yeah. My, that's always my position. Imme immediately you're drowned out by the sound of Nigel Farage armpit farting. <laughs> 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 yeah. 
Yeah. You're, immediately, you're just the guy going like, but why don't we study? Like, it's just immediately. <laughs> you're so quickly bullied out of the, the conversation. Yeah, my, my political position is very much, uh, Miss, you forgot to give us homework. That's very much. <laughs> <laughs> you're just the, the Lisa Simpson of politics. Yeah. Um, <sighs> we should uh, do some... Some VIP, VIP correspondence. VIP correspondence, VIPC. Yes. The VIPC. Oh, can it be done? Can it be done? The, pat- the, the Patreon app is shit. <laughs> people are afraid to say it. <laughs> Spicy <laughs> but take. But it's true. Uh, quick update based off the last Bud Pod Live from Tom. Hello, I thought you should know that my girlfriend and I were unable to come to Bud Pod Live because she had norovirus and shit herself. Okay, thank you. <laughs> An appropriate reason not to be able to come. That was the real test all along. <laughs> That's how um, Tom and his girlfriend win the Bud Pod Factory. <laughs> a real fan would have shit themselves at home. We burst into his toilet. You brilliant boy. You, you wonderful brilliant boy. boy. You wonderful boy. Look what you've done. <laughs> but before that, we were really mean. You get I couldn't nothing. come. I shit myself. You got nothing. <laughs> I hope you guys have seen the old Charlie and the Chocolate Factory or that's another it's a great movie man it's, it's so a great good um, Matt uh, Budpod Live reaction for the last one 1A he says in reaction to the fact that everything you like is something to do with chewing like hillbilly culture Kid one Rock and a. wrestling and 1A of one b- of, of his matters he's raising to our attention oh, oh I see 1, I see, I see. Comma a. 1, comma a you're a Philbilly 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 <laughs> Yes. You're a Phil Billy. I like Stone Cold Steve Austin. I like Kid Rock. I'm a Phil Billy. You're a Phil Billy. Nice. Um, he says, I once had an appointment with British Gas because my boiler needed fixing. The man who came to fix it introduced himself as Steve. Only once he'd left and handed me the receipt did I realize his name had been Steve Austin <gasps> all along. Wow. Yeah. And the, when he left, was there like, <laughs> like a glass shattered? <laughs> yeah. He said, he stopped my flat being Stone Cold. I'm so sorry. Nice. Mm, Come through. <laughs> We stand I don't upon like that. We stand upon King. Come through. We stand upon King. We stand upon King. Accept <laughs> it. This is the new me. Oh. <laughs> what, a, what a really disgusting thing to say. <laughs> Mark gets in touch. Mark, how stark. How stark the rhyme was. Dear Plop Buds. Yeah. Founding Farter and longtime patron, love seeing your live episode in Soho. I'm afraid I have to uh, admit to being one of the apparently rare front sleepers you refer to in episode 200. Sleeps on his front? Sleeps on his front. I thought they were. They, I was sure John Lewis had made these people up. No. Front sleeper. Incredible. How, is he, how does he breathe? How does he breathe? He must have a face like a pug at this point. He, he, must, he must have a dick and balls like a pug's face at the point. <laughs> Just all smushed. <laughs> I'm now able to enjoy a variety of sleeping positions. Side, back, front. Are there any others? Is there like a... F- there's not like 45 degree one, is there? I mean, uh, it takes too much core strength. Yeah, you're just planking all night. Curled up. Fetal, this fetal. Fetal, this fetal. But in my teenage years, I slept exclusively on my front. Head to the side. Is anyone truly face down, he asks. <laughs> well, Still, you still look like you've just been shot. Yeah, you look like the front page of a newspaper. 
in a murder mystery. Horrible. Really what horrible. a thing for your mother to find in the morning. You must Every morning, wake up, honey, wake Ah, oh yeah, I forgot. That's just, that's just how you sleep. Every morning you wake up like the exorcist or like an owl. <laughs> morning. <laughs> I would love to disabuse you of the notion that we're a bunch of psychopaths. <laughs> but in these teenage years, I found the most comfortable version of this to be where one arm was under my torso. With one what? with one hand on my throat. What? Hang on. <laughs> oh my God, like an upside down vampire. Yeah, kind of. Or like Tutankhamun, but been, been flipped. Yeah. If you flipped Tutankhamun onto the side. With my, with my hand on my throat, yeah. That's like a, one of those Peruvian sky mummies. Oh my gosh. One guy really liked that. That's all I, wanted, all I need. One night, my arm went to sleep as I must have been lying on a nerve. And I woke up and not feeling my arm, thought someone else had their hand on my throat. <laughs> but I think the most disturbing part of that is someone would strangle you by like squeezing their hand yeah. under your armpit. Like, like it, someone comes in with a black gloves, ha-ha, finally gonna get my rip. Ah, he's uh, on his front. He's concealed his neck somehow. Um, ah. Ooh, but, also, but also, they want to kill you, but they don't want to wake you. <laughs> That'd be rude. They want to disturb you. Just, oh, I'll just quickly strangle you like that. There we go. Excuse me. Like a sort of sleeping baby. I woke up and not feeling my arm, thought someone else had their hand on my throat. My instinctive brain kicked in and tensed my muscles, causing me to strangle myself in response. <laughs> so he's like, huh? <laughs> 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 like Thing from Adam's Family, just. Funny, unnecessary way to wake up. Yeah. That's so funny, man. <laughs> Some, someone woke up on the wrong side of the bed. Well, you have no idea. <laughs> I've written uh, in once before with other tales of my body acting weirdly. Open brackets. The forever boner. Close brackets. Oh. Mm, this is the same mark as wow. the forever boner. And this is now making me question whether or not I'm in fact possessed. <laughs> Koji like there's no tomorrow, Mark. Um, Thanks, Mark. P.S. I tried to get ChatGPT to write me a better intro since many of your fine correspondents have comprehensively pun-mined your names. Uh. I'm not sure if our role writing the puns is in jeopardy yet. Me, colon. Write me a juvenile pun using Pierre and Phil. ChatGPT. Why did Pierre invite Phil to his French class? <laughs> because he wanted to teach Phil how to say wee oui, wee oui like a true Pierre. Well, I mean, to be fair, I did get we into it, which is relevant. You could sense that the toilet aspect of the podcast. You're like, well, I feel like this is about Bud Pod. Yeah, I've, I've mined the entire internet, and I've just noticed a lot of the word poo being associated with these yeah. names. We, we, like a true Like a true Pierre. Pierre. <laughs> we, we, and Pierre are both in quotes. <laughs> you want to say, we, we, like a true Pierre. <laughs> which makes my name seem like some sort of slur or something. <laughs> But um, 
Yeah, I, d I don't think the AI is much of a threat to us. Oh, no, I don't think so. This you, can't feel s you feel safe? I think I feel safe from this. I mean, we don't know how this goes. You know, we don't know how, we don't know how to do this. So I don't think yeah, an AI true. is going to know. <laughs> yeah. We're smarter than the AI at the moment, and we, are, we have no idea. What's, we don't even know what Gilded Cage is. We've got no yeah. idea. Um, James Jackson asks for my Biltong recommendations. James, uh, Snoggies. Snoggies. The delicious meat. Of South London. Of South London. Mm. Which mm. is another cr slightly creepy phrase I didn't think I would say. I mean, Snoggies is quite... <coughs> the, the great comedian, um, John Hastings, Canadian, he, he always said that moving over here, he found the idea that the word snog meant something nice like kiss was crazy. Yeah. It sounded violent and horrible. And he said yeah. it sounded like someone... In, <laughs> the way he expected it to be used would be like, we're going to take that guy outside and snog him to hell. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I always think of that when I hear the word snog. It's like, yeah, it is a horrible yeah. word. It's a really horrible word. It's really, really gross, actually. Yeah. I, tr I tried to justify my position, and, and you know this. On, here's a hot take. All British children's television is disgusting. Oh. Not I think the I modern stuff, but the classic stuff. I like the classic stuff. It's sort of un unsettling <laughs> in a comforting kind of way. I like that it's unsettling, but as a child, I moved here, and I was just like, what the fuck is mm. this? I had Power Rangers. Yeah. You know? High high, relatively high-budget stuff. Every British children's show is literally made in a shed. Yeah. Every single one by a lone man. By like a lone Puss was just a lone guy. He was like, I'll make a I'll make a sort of I'll, I'll make a weird cat. Yeah. I'll make a weird cat for the kiddies. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, darlings, you're going to my shed. Um yeah. you're not working on the cat, are you? Yes. I'm working on the cat. Well perhaps we could film it and let the children see. I'm so glad you said that. Let's just go Britain's weirdest men, an inexhaustible supply of felt and glue. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And just have at it, do what you like. Yeah. All, all British kids' TV is like a Krusty the Clown parody of what Americans think our TV would be like. What's that, Billy the Copper? There are no more bimble buns for the crimple stunks to eat. <laughs> and then like a tuba with a crown goes... <laughs> oh, oh, what is this? Something David Lynch would do. <laughs> yeah, really haunting. Really horrible. Um, well, speaking of haunting, we, we have to leave you now. Uh, <laughs> that is haunting. Yeah, yeah. yeah you, are, you have to be haunted by our presence until next year. So we've run out of time. We're out of time. Um, but um, thank you so much thank for you coming. Guys what for a coming. thrill. And, and, and if every single one of you could also buy a ticket to see my stand-up show in this room as yes. well. That would be a great, re <laughs> great relief. It's yeah. on June fifteenth. It's a wonderful show in this show. very room. Thanks, it's a superb man. show. Um, but guys, thank you so much for coming to thank tonight. It's been such a thrill. So out, nice guys. to see you all. Please give it up for everyone at Leicester Square Theatre. Yep. And uh, give yourselves a round of applause for supporting the podcast all this time slash being brought here by your partner. Yes. Well and done. Thank you to uh, Avalon for sorting it out. And pick it up for Pierre. Pick it up for Phil as well for Bud Koji, everybody. Koji, Koji guys. Have Koji. Okay, Have thank you. Bye.